to make wise insurance choices? Look for links below for dsuparent.com slash insurance. And with that, let's get on to today's podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the right financial mindset. There's this suggestion that's going quite viral. A fresh graduate's pay is barely enough in Singapore. To lead a comfortable life, you need much more. To me, there's something fundamentally wrong. That's why we're doing this whole discussion. Between a fresh graduate, barely enough, and a comfortable life. Today, I'm taking this role as, you know, like a parent and giving some lectures. Before we get further, some clarification first. Do I currently, at this life stage, as a father of two, spend more than $3,800 per month? Absolutely, yes. Do I believe that earning higher income is more effective for financial freedom than saving harder? Absolutely, yes. Back then, when I was a fresh graduate, if I drew a starting level income only, would I still be able to save? I will also think absolutely, yes. Right now watching this, you could be a poly graduate with a starting salary of 2000 or 2500 I'd like to assure you also that you can also still save up for your future. In fact, it's a good start to build with the right habits with your first paycheck. Because again, the first $100,000 is a pure savings game. It's all up in the mindset. When we first come into the workforce, regardless of our qualification, and we all earn a starting level of income, it's really like a startup. You bootstrap everything, you cannot live extravagantly. It's just a reality. The problem I have with this message is to lead a comfortable life, you need much more. Is this a right phase to think about living a comfortable life or not? Let's look at some of the breakdowns that were shared. If someone was earning $3,800, that means 20%, $780 is going to a CPF, which equates to a take-home of roughly $3,000. Food, as suggested, three meals a day at $10 per meal, $840. Transportation, $150 plus $100 of occasional taxi rides, $250. Insurance $200, handphone bills $100, uni loan $200, subscriptions $50, entertainment $400, traveling $100 only, which concludes if you have to give your parents $800, you're only left with $80. If you don't need to give parents, then great, you have $880. So let's start with this first white elephant in the room. Giving parents $800 if they are not a dependent of yours, they are financially free themselves. Then you need to think harder. Are you giving 20% unnecessarily or not? Because again, you are now the startup, correct? You are in this high growth phase. Are you better off investing this into your own education? Take a postgraduate diploma, go for your master's. Could that serve your career even better than giving them this $800, especially if they do not really need it? Think about it. On the other hand, if they are a dependent of yours, Unfortunately, you are termed in this sandwich generation. You have parents to pay and in future, you have also kids to feed. So it's really up to you to stop this sandwich generation from snowballing to the next one. Because if you don't tighten up right now, you're not going to be able to save up for your own financial freedom and you will in turn need to depend on your next generation yourself. So everything needs to be trimmed with urgency. Forget about leading a comfortable life. That is not the right language at this phase, unfortunately. The moment you think you need more income for comfortable life, you get on this lifestyle inflation loop. I came across this article. 
Why earning more money sucks the life out of you. Quote, When I was living the life in Toronto, having crossed six figures in annual income, I didn't seem to be taking more money back home or enjoying a substantially higher quality of life than when I was earning half as much. The headline speaks for itself. You earn more to spend more and you spend time doing it. Let me know in the comment section whether any of you guys have the same feeling because it goes back to this point. If you don't control your expenses, your income doesn't matter. I've shared before on OCBC Wellness Survey, there are people in a $10,000 per month income bracket with debt. Quite simply, their lifestyles have inflated, they have cars, they have luxury clothes, etc. etc. It's actually not hard to guess what went wrong. So let's look back at our equation that was first suggested. The first thing that I'd like to point everybody's attention is there isn't a $1,000 bucket to remove, but rather there are many $50 to trim everywhere. I'd like to make some suggestions. Firstly, food. $840 a month. I did a recent budgeting myself. I realized for my family of four, groceries and food, we spend $1,960 only for a family of four. Why is a fresh graduate spending $840, especially if there's an urgency to save up? You get a point of view? This can easily be trimmed by $250. There's the story of a nurse who saved up $100,000 by age of 26. Quote, Sometimes I would walk home from the clinic. I would also pack sandwiches for lunch break. If lunch was provided by the clinic, I would gladly have it. No McDonald's, no bubble teas, no ordering of grab food and not too much cafe hopping for overpriced food for me. Back to the point of walking back home, transport. This part has $100 of occasional taxi rides. Can this be eliminated fully or not? This is not even suggesting to take a bicycle to work. This is just taking public transport and being very disciplined about it. Up next, insurance costs. This can be trimmed easily by $50. If you're looking for insurance advice, I'll leave a link below on how I can actually help you on that front. Because if you purchase the right protection plans, you can get it at a very affordable rate. Handphone bills, $100. Wow, right now on the market, there are quite clearly many $10 plans, correct? Look for them, they are really not difficult to find. Uni loan, no choice. Subscription, $50, okay. Entertainment, $400. Can we trim this down by half? Remove half of it, save $200 further. Traveling, only $1,200. Unfortunately, that would require you to only travel in Southeast Asia. You're young, I do advocate, go and see the world. You now have a very luxurious time whereby you don't have kids like me. You can easily travel and backpack to Europe at a very affordable rate. Let's plus this instead and give $200 a month. Again, this is just a suggestion. If your family circumstance requires you to cut back on this, then practice delayed gratification and keep this to when you are a bit more affluent. That is why I'd like to re-propose. If everything is cut down as per what I've suggested, there'll be $600 more squeezed out, which means the total expenses now fall to $1,550 per month only. If you're willing to take it a step even further, pack some food from home, find ways to squeeze back further on entertainment. Does that mean even $1,500 per month is possible? That's actually how I came up with today's title. Which means also, I'm suggesting, for someone with a take-home pay of $3,000, there is a possibility that if you're frugal, you can save 50% of your income, even if it's your own first paycheck. 
if you are IT or poly graduate, this is to show you that you can still be independent, you can still save up whatever small amounts and have surpluses that can help you in your own financial future. If you agree with this, smash the like button. If you disagree, leave in the comment sections whether this is really too extreme because I personally think it's doable. Or if I are in this situation as a fresh graduate with this pay, that is what I would do. Now, if you are looking to take action, let me show you three steps to follow on. Share this especially if you have a younger sibling that needs you know, some financial discipline message. Or if you have a child, show them this because these steps are very actionable. And step number one is pay yourself first. This is a common wisdom, and I mean it also when I mention it. 50-30-20 rule means you save 20% first before you expand on anything else. In this case, if your take home is $3,000, you need to force save $600 before thinking of taking any cab rides or going for entertainment. That is the essence of pay yourself first. 50-30-20 rule works especially for young working adults. When you get to a more affluent age, use that as a benchmark at the start, and over time, even improve on it. Over time, once you have built the frugalness, the financial discipline, then you can relax on the boundaries of things. And even flip it to 50% of savings, which I'll get to in a quick while. The second step that you need to take note is to pay fixed monthly liabilities and prioritize them. If your student loans have no interest or very low interest, stretch it out. Maybe you can even find some arbitrage by parking that savings into T-bills, for example, which right now is paying more than 4% and getting everybody's attention. Which means again, if you get T-bills 4% and your student loan is only 2.5%, you are making a 1.5% spread on whatever small amounts that is. At this phase in life, every dollar matters. If there is interest on the other hand, then pay it off fast. What are other fixed monthly expenses? Handphone bill? Look for the cheapest one. Or even better, use your company's phone. Be resourceful. Look everywhere for free resources first. Imagine again, you are now a startup. It depends on your creativity to make whatever little budgets you have work. Once you start thinking you can make big commitments everywhere and you're like one of the big boys, you are going to get finished. If your parents on their hand are rich, then quite possibly don't look at their spending habits. For example, right now I pay for express service. I park in the malls to save time because at this stage, I'm fighting for each and every piece of time that I can recover back. This code works again. When you're young, you have time. You have health. You can actually cycle to work, but you have no money. Right now at my face, you're middle age. You have money. You have health, but you have little time. That's why at different stages, we behave differently, but again, reinforces. When you're at a starting phase, prioritize. Don't think too much about leading a comfortable life. Step number three. Budget for variable expenses tightly. I've actually asked our staff to suggest his budget right now on a variable component. And this is what I've gotten as a feedback. Food, $750. That means about $25 each day. Transport, $150. General upkeep, $200. And entertainment and dining as once, $200. I'll actually love to tighten this a bit for a fresh graduate because this will still cost $1,300 already. But he's not a fresh graduate right now. The key part again is to keep track of things, especially the ones component. Can you cut back on them? This ties into this latte theory. If you need to spend $7 buying latte, you might as well go to a coffee shop and spend $150. Your savings of $5.50 from that decision or from that habit will snowball and help you in the long run. Again, if you agree on that theory, smash the like button.
Let me share with you a bonus, especially if you are starting out. Look to create your own pockets of funds. GXS Bank has actually this whereby you can compartmentalize your own savings. You can pack them in different pockets and name each of them. And let me show you some suggestions. Firstly, create a pocket for emergency savings. At this starting stage in life, three to six months is enough. You're a fresh graduate. It's much easier to find a job than someone who's in their 50s. The next pocket should be a war chest cash. That is if you know how to pick stocks because war chest cash is meant to be deployed. If on the other hand, you're not sure to deploy, you might as well go with a dollar cost averaging approach. With that, our sponsor today has a solution. Not only do you have a chance to earn free stocks, you also can keep your monies working harder in Money Bull, which potentially earns you 5.18% per annum yield right now. Let me show you a bit more. Weeboo right now has this program called Regular Savings Plan, whereby you can actually do dollar cost averaging into your favorite stocks, ETF, or mutual fund at your own pace. Stick with me, I'll demonstrate for you in a quick while. The key advantages of such an approach, you actually buy at your own pace by setting the frequency to what you like, and not just that, it's $0 in fees and hassle-free. For stocks, the buying is as low as $5. US So if you have something in mind, let me demonstrate to you how it actually works. Once you have actually registered your own Weibo account, on the homepage, simply look for regular savings plan. Inside it, you can choose which stock you want to purchase and simply key in the amount you want. Again, disclaimer, not investment advice. And I've actually selected every two weeks to make this purchase. That's it. With this, every two weeks on a Monday, it will make this purchase automatically for me. So if you're keen to sign up for your own Reboot account, look for my referral codes below. You'll help this channel a lot and get your free shares today. Justin, we were talking about pockets of saving accounts. How about this? A fun money savings account. This is actually popularized by Dave Ramsey in his book, The Total Money Makeover. It recommends that there should be some monies in this fund money account so that if you want to, for example, splurge on a unique experience when you're overseas, go ahead and tap on this fund. The idea about this fund is that you can use it without feeling a sense of remorse because this is what you have made sacrifices for along in this journey. So in conclusion, if you're serious about financial freedom, delay the idea of comfortable life for as long as you can, especially if you're a fresh graduate. I'm a huge believer in saving your first paycheck no matter how small it is because it tells yourself that you have a surplus. If you have $2,000, you can eke out a surplus. When you have $5,000, you can eke out a bigger surplus. At the start, you save 20%. In future, you aim to save 50%. And that is only achieved with the right habits because as your income inflates, you don't want your expenses to inflate at the same pace. You want to keep it growing only at a very marginal rate. That is the true secret of how many achieve financial freedom early. And once you get to financial freedom, that is where we talk about leading a comfortable life, correct? That is where you can actually spend your surpluses because you have earned the right.